FM Breakfast Show with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're actually in the studio this morning, not with Lyle and Lawson, but with Lawson and... It's Mon. Good morning. Dude, Mon, good to see you. (laughs) Thanks, good to see Uh, you too. When I walked into the studio, uh, my first question was... Man, why is she here? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> why I beg are your you? pardon. Why are you here? We love was, having you here. Man, Lyle got good looking this morning. That's what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. If I was thinking that, I would have been incredibly worried for Lyle. <laughs> if, if I thought, like, you know, I, I would have been, I would have been worried. But hey, like, thank you for coming in and joining us. This yeah, morning. no worries. Lyle is uh, he is busy preaching a series up, oh, awesome. up the coast in Tari, so mm. I'll be filling in. Uh, just today for him, so yeah. Ah, oh, amazing. Good morning to our listeners. Good morning to all our regulars. I think I remember some of your regulars' names now. There's Raffy, there's Brayden, there's... No, I can't remember the other yeah. <laughs> Well, you remember Raffy because Raffy just, you know, he's always getting in with things to say, but then Brayden because he's always having to go at you about eating, <laughs> like not no, liking no, mushrooms. We, we've made peace. We've made peace oh, okay. now. We're friends. Okay. We're friends. We're yeah. moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Praise God. Praise <laughs> yeah. God. I tell you what, I am so grateful this morning because I got to go to and participate in the Annabeden concert last night Ooh, at Rain. Raymond Terrace Mission, the church there, the Raymond Terrace Seventh-day Adventist Church. It was so fun. I got to play piano for one song and do a bunch Ooh. of cool jazz chords. And then we performed a, a song that I actually wrote called The Haystack Song. Which one is, of my faves. Which is about eating food. Such a banger. Uh, and I'm kind of known for it. Like, I, <laughs> I went, when we went to AYZ, people were like, you're the haystack food guy. Oh. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Right now, it has come time for the first question for the quiz. Yes, our first quiz today goes like this. Jonah attempted to flee what city? Oh. Mm. 0491064669, if you think you know the answer. Jonah attempted to flee what city? Do you know the answer, Lawson? Yeah. 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 It's your house. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not my house. I don't live in a house. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and uh, that is the number two call and text. And our prize for this morning is the book "Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing." We have this incredible leather, awesome edition of the book that is both expensive and it will be a blessing to your life. I have been saying all throughout this week that the content of this book is. Absolutely incredible. It's one of my favourite, favourite books, other than the Bible, of okay, course. Okay, just, it just was pointing out to me that I said this wrong. I think people might get confused between the two cities involved in this story. Uh-huh. So it's Jonah attempted to flee to what city? So it was okay, where I know he, that one too. It was where he was going, not where he was coming from. It's actually, he was going to... Actually, the, there's three cities involved in this story. The one where he left, the one where he was supposed to go, yeah, and, and the, the one, one where he actually going. went first. Well, he was well, trying he, he to. Tried to. The city yeah. he tried to go to was the westernmost part of the known world at the time. There you go. It was basically like the... It was Perth. Well, was, well actually, it was like <laughs> Portugal, Spain. But, but he was trying to get so far away from his calling by God that he tried to get to this city. If you know, 0491-064-669. Monica, what's happening in the world of positively different oh, news? Dude, such good stuff is going on around the world right now. I love I love it when I have to do the good news here on the radio because it's, oh, awesome. it's, a, it's a great way to, to remind myself and, and listeners 
listeners about mm. all the the good stuff that's happening. And one of the good things that's happening is um, I love the positive innovation that people that people do. Like you know, you often think about when you think about the news, you think about all the negativity, but then sometimes mm. you like you look at the the. The, pe- the people who are dedicating their lives mm. to trying to better the lives of others mm. through the talents and skills that they have, um, you know, even if it's like, you know, like you wouldn't, like an engineering degree, like you wouldn't think to yourself, oh, they're going to be like a doctor or something. But, you know, people with engineering degrees are often featured in our good news segment, um, inventing stuff to help people who aren't as fortunate as them. And now I wish Lyle was here because he could maybe share a little bit of insight to this story. Because Lyle is currently obsessed. Lyle and his son Harley are obsessed with their new dehumidifiers. They have these uh, dehumidifiers in their houses. I have the opposite. You have a humidifier. That's right. Is your house not damp enough? Yeah, yeah. Well, the humidifiers like make things smell good, right? I mean, you can add like an essential oil to it so it smells good, but, but it is making your home more damp. Well, that's what I do. Yeah, maybe you should just get an oil burner instead, like a little candly one. Burning oil, that's bad for you. It just releases a scent. Uh, you, have to, uh, you have to maybe look into the fact that, you know, you're adding to a mold problem. <laughs> I've got no mold problems. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm a dry guy. But, but there's actually, this is something that I thought to myself because I was visiting Lyle and Shell, and mm. Lyle was showing me how much liquid this dehumidifier pulls out of the air uh-huh. just in his kitchen alone. Wow. So he, like, it's like a little machine. It just looks like a like one of those little space heaters, but there's a drawer in the bottom, and you pull it out when it's full, and it's like full to the brim with like liters and liters and liters of water. Wow! And uh, and the first thing that I thought when I saw that is like, can you drink that? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Is that just going to go to waste? Like, do you chuck it in the garden? You have to flush it down the toilet. And uh, and Lyle, I'm pretty sure he gave it a little taste test, and he's like, no, that's not drinkable. No, of course. <laughs> okay, it would smell like if it's in his kitchen, it smell like spaghetti. <laughs> but it's but just also like the humidity like sweat, in the air, right? It'll just, it's just like the humidity in the air. Yeah, but you know what else is humid in the air? Like your body. <laughs> like anyway, uh-huh. I saw that, and then because he pours it out in his garden, and uh, and so does Harley, and I was like, man, that's such a waste of water. Uh-huh. And it turns out someone also had the same thought, uh-huh. and a tech startup has developed a product that actually literally de- pulls safe drinking water from thin air. Dude, I am obsessed with these types of stories. Same. Like, yeah, they're I'm so, so good. It. I feel like this is an innovation that people are really going off on right now. Yeah. And, you know, there's been multiple of these, yeah. like, different and different for different applications, whether it's, you know, you're out camping and, or, you know, whatever no, it is. This one's, this like, one's- way more... Alt- um- is altruistic, yeah, altruistic. So okay. this is in this is coming from Tunisia, where they've made a generator that produces drinking water, twenty five mm. liters a day. Wow, is a lot. Is a lot. I drink four liters of water a day, and people think I'm crazy. They think that's a lot of water because you know, you know the whole like two liters a day is like you know what you should be drinking. Mm. And so twenty five liters a day is like enough <laughs> clean water for mm. a bunch of people. Mm. Um, so this is really cool. The company is called Cumulus, like the cloud, uh, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically it just it just sucks in air like a dehumidifier, um, uh, able to refine the water vapor in the air, and they actually. Then it has this, another system inside the machine that puts it through like a filtration system. It actually gets fil- uh, filtered several times. It kills any harmful bacteria. Yeah. 
and then and is it collected in a small reservoir? And it's basically just ready to be safely consumed. Like oh, it's wow. just yeah, it's just good to go. So this company started because they believed they had a, a strong belief that access to safe drinking water should not be a luxury and is a right to all human beings on earth. And I could not agree more. Um so I'm really hoping that this uh tech company um gets fully funded and they they create these uh, little filters to go all around the world because what a great solution to the drinking problem uh, drinking water access problem i mean apart from i don't know i, I am interested to see how it goes in like really, really dry climates yeah that's like right not so much humidity in the air but there's always some amount of water in the air right? we i covered a story about yet yeah, uh harvesting water from the air to use for drinking water and for plants recently that was specifically talking about doing it in an application where it was incredibly dry mm. like they were testing it in morocco Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And apparently, like, it still works. Yeah. Like, they're, like, they're you know, obviously it would be at a slower rate to, you know, you're in, like, the Amazon rainforest or in, like, a jungle in Japan or somewhere. <laughs> it's, like, one of the, it's like 100% humidity without it raining. Uh-huh. But it's still, like, they have the capability to be able to do that. There's always water in the air that can be, you know, sucked out and harvested. I wonder if it might have negative effects. Like if you, if like you can breathe less or something. Yeah, like if it's sucking out in a, in a really dry area, sucking uh-huh. all the water out of it, already dry. Like, yeah. Wonder. Then you just drink more water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Like, just drink that water that you just sucked out of the air. I feel Prob- like we've just created a loop. <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> we have another great story. This is uh, cool news for all you plant loving people, uh-huh. a rare orchid that was thought to be extinct for uh-huh. the last 120 years has been rediscovered. Oh, And this is so cool because orchids in particular, people who are into orchids are like a different breed of human, I tell you what. They're like super into the. They're like bird watchers. You know how they're like crazy about their birds? <laughs> orchid, yeah. orchid people are like super into their orchids. It's like a whole thing with all different kinds of fertilizers and paraphernalia that you use to grow your orchids. Anyway, this is really cool. It's been discovered in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the botanists with the Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department confirmed they've discovered a population of small orchids believed to be extinct since 1902. Uh, it mm. is called, wait, let me have a look for the name, the Small Walled Polgonia. So it's apparently it's a globally just like oh, extinct wow. orchid. Um, and this, this is actually a little bit sad. Uh, they actually found it, they have an app um, called i Sorry, hang on. I'm going to find where that isn't written. By a naturalist. And basically, uh-huh. like, if, you, if you see a plant, you don't know what it is, you can take a picture of the plant, upload it to the app, and then all the different botanists around the world who are uh, logged into the app could be like, oh, yeah, that's a so-and-so. And so a guy going for a walk um, uh, just around the bush in Vermont found this awkward, took a picture, uploaded it, and everyone, like, lost their minds. Um, <laughs> but then, unfortunately, what they had to do, in order to protect it, they had to set the privacy settings to this guy's post so that the public wouldn't know where it was that he'd found it because they were like, okay, now he's at, now this plant is at high risk from like illegal collection and accidental mm. trampling by passive visitors. Um, so, yes, yeah, so in order to protect, protect this uh, orchid's uh, location, they had to remove the public coordinates from the post. So somewhere out there in Vermont is a beautiful orchid. I'm going to try to describe it to you on the radio. It's a it's sort of like a pretty typical orchid um configuration like with those five leaves but there's the leaves are a beautiful 
blue green, mm. like green with like tinges of, of like a smoky oh, blue I love through that them. Color. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's almost as if like I'm not gonna lie, the, the the petals almost look like leaves. You know how leaves are usually green, mm. and then in the center is a is like the little stamen-y bit that comes out, and it has like a little white bloom. Very mm. beautiful orchid. Check that out. Uh, jump online, look up for the just search Vermont orchid, and you'll find it. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right now, you are listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM, and we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Not another clue. This is going to be a second quiz question. (laughs) What was Samuel's mother named? 0491-064-669. If you can tell me, what was Samuel's mother named? Mm. What was Samuel's mother's name? And if you know the answer, you'll go into the draw to win our prize for this week. Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings by Ellen G. White. An incredible, amazing book. We have this awesome, expensive leather edition of that book. And it will seriously bless your lives. So, yeah, we want to promote that to you. And we hope that you get in 0491-064-669. We also want to promote to you a dinner that is happening this Saturday night that I, myself, producer Shell, Lyle, Robbie Berg, and a number of us are going to be attending in Walls End here. So it's it's basically a Faith FM event. Uh, in fact, a great deal of my church are going to be coming oh, as nice. well. So that that's, you know, praise praise the Lord for them. But uh, yeah, look, if you want to meet other people who are a part of the Faith FM community here in Newcastle, if you are a Novocastrian yourself uh, and a proud one at that, or if you're outside, maybe you're Lake Macquarie, maybe you're up in the Hunter Valley, whatever it if may be. If you're in driving distance of Walls End, you should come. You should come. Mm-hmm. And if you want any information about that, give us a call 0491 We'll be able to book you in, RSVP you and whatnot. But let's talk about some news. Yes. Let's talk about some news. Now, I said I was going to talk about probably one of the most high-profile sexual abuse yeah. cases in maybe, I would say, like, one of them in, in Hollywood's history, one of them in the music industry's history. And it's over a certain man named R. Kelly. Oh, goodness. This, this is probably one of the most harrowing stories mm-hmm. I've ever seen. So, if you don't know who R. Kelly is, he's an R&B singer that was very famous in the 90s. He's the I Believe I Can Fly guy, mm-hmm. which is a song that I've come across a lot recently because I've been really into basketball, and that song is very much associated with Michael Jordan because it was... Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, Space Jam, Michael Jordan, all that stuff, and, you know... It's a great song. Oh, it's... Dude, Beautiful song. R. R. Kelly, bro, he's got the pipes, he can yeah. sing. But also, he is a monster. Yeah. Like, uh, like he has now received a 30-year jail sentence. Wow. Praise the Lord. Like, he basically, he's uh, he's 55 years old, and he's now, he's been pinched. He's been held in jail since 2019. But he's finally been convicted. He's been sentenced, and he is going to jail for mm-hmm. 30 years, to the point where, like, he'll probably die there. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably pass away in jail. He also was ordered to pay like a hundred thousand dollars, but from one of the biggest, you know, most successful artists of all time. I don't necessarily see yeah. that as like it's drop in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not going to be a huge dent. But at the same time, like this guy was involved with in decades of you know racketeering and sex trafficking, oh, and he was just abusing underage people, and he was just a groomer. And it's just like it's just. Oh, it's disgusting. What, but what it shows me is someone like R. Kelly, who's very much looked at 
in the past as being a like he made clean R&B music that was mm-hmm. incredibly inspirational mm-hmm. but getting wrapped up in that industry and I'm not saying that every one of the music industry is a, a pedophile but what I am saying is that it is an industry that very much just just leaves God out of the picture. Yeah. And now, obviously, you know, we've talked here on the show before about the Royal Commission into sex abuse in the church. Like, whichever environment that you're in, these terrible, awful, harrowing things can take place. But it's just interesting. R. Kelly sings in a genre as well. Like, R&B is very much kind of... I would see that as... And especially, like, R. Kelly as an African-American, it's very much an extension of, you know a lot of the gospel music that's made over there, a lot of the church music and a lot of musicians like R. Kelly, they, you know, grow up as church people, you know, following following God and, and doing music in their local congregations. And in fact, a lot of the most talented musicians out there are, are usually all church people. Like, yeah, so they're their roots. Like, they they grew up in a choir. That's right. You're either a child star like Michael Jackson or like you're growing up singing in the church and that's where they hone their skills. In fact, one of my friends right now, he's he's an incredible musician, he's a pianist. Uh he has, you know, received a scholarship to do music at ANU, which is probably one of the best music schools in the entirety of Australia in terms of tertiary education. And yeah, he's like the majority of my classmates are all church kids. Like all of the top musicians, all the top uni musicians in the world are all church kids and very much with a, a genre like, like R&B, which has its roots, you know, in yeah, rhythm and blues. That's what R&B stands for. But also a lot of the African-American side of R&B is coming out from gospel traditions and church traditions. But then it's just like, you know, like those steps that they start to take away from God. And, and with R. Kelly, that's very much how it started. He gets famous as an R&B singer. He starts to engage in the Hollywood lifestyle. And then all of a sudden he pushes it so far that he becomes a sex trafficker and a, an abuser of children. Mm-hmm. Like this is awful. But I really see, like, praise the Lord, justice has been served. And this guy's going to spend the rest of his time behind bars. But I, I think this is a really strong message to us. Like... You know, we could listen to R. Kelly's music and we say, oh, no, we need to separate the art from the artist because he made good inspirational stuff. But at the same time, like, where is that music coming from? Is it good and inspirational? Is it blessing your life this morning? And ask that question of all the music that you listen to, the media that you watch. Like, you know, is is this edifying my journey and my faith? In R. Kelly's case, it definitely wasn't. Making that music did not contribute to him being a better person. So, yeah, it's something just to think about this morning. It's something that I wanted to talk about. It's a case that I've been following for a number of years because, yeah, believe it or not, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of R. Kelly's music. And now I'm like, yikes. (laughs) I think it's great that that his victims finally got justice as well because there was quite a bit of controversy in the fact that, you know, it seemed that he was getting away with these crimes simply because he was famous. And it was That's like right. there's there's justice for normal people and then there's a different flavour of justice for celebrities. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it really grated on, on, I think, a lot of the public to know that this guy who was so obviously, you know, a monster, like you said, and yeah. he was just getting away with it because, you know, he had that celebrity card mm-hmm. in his back pocket. And that went so far that at one point R. Kelly's defence against allocation, uh, allegations of sex abuse was that he made an eight-minute-long song singing about how he was actually innocent. Oh, like, which is so cringe. Like, so cringe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad this guy's getting locked up. Hey, in other news, now, Lyle has already talked about this on the show previously. He talked about how we've 
just done census, well, the results of census have come out, and it's ultimately showed a drop in Christianity and Christian affiliation from 52% in 2016 to now 44% in 2021. And people are seeing these statistics and there is, you know, an overall stress and cry going out amongst Christians that it's like, no, our, our country is de-Christianing. And particularly in the areas of like the Anglican Church lost about 8% of their membership wow. or affiliation. The Catholic Church lost about 4% of membership and affiliation. They they had the biggest drop. And then, you know, you know Uniting Church and whatnot as well. Uh, there are still people who are willing to identify as Christian, but then, you know, end up in different faith traditions. I have to say, looking at these numbers, this is incredibly exciting. Oh. This is an opportunity. Oh, yeah. You know why people leave churches? Why? It's off, It's for one of two reasons. The first reason is that there's a rejection of truth, which you definitely see happen. I think that's why people are seeing this and being sad over it. Like, oh, these people are rejecting truth. They're leaving God. You know, I've never, I've never had the experience in all the Bible studies that I've ever done. It is incredibly rare for someone to come to a conclusion of, of not being a part of faith as a result of like, oh no, actually I have something better. Like I'm smarter than the Bible. I'm smarter than you. Look, I have all these better explanations. No, it's often they just want to reject truth and live a life with sin in it. That's so, live their own way. That's right. So that's yeah. one path. The other path is that people become disillusioned with church. And the reason people come disillusioned with church is because they're often involved with churches or religion or, you know, denominations of churches or denominations of Christianity that don't preach the truth, mm-hmm. that don't teach the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, you know, you go through uh, the signs of the times, you read, I think it's in the book of Peter where it says, you know, we'll come to a time where people won't withstand or won't hold up to sound doctrine. People, you know, just we are constantly exposed to falsehoods and prosperity gospel, all these different things in the Christian world, and people are becoming disillusioned with this, and so they leave the faith. This is where we can act. This is where we as Christians can step up with the truth with the truth of what the Bible says and meet these people where they're at. Firstly, meet their needs and get them into a church congregation that's actually supportive. But secondarily, to bring them to the truth that they can actually accept and actually use to follow him. And, and I just know this from my own experience because I do Bible studies with many people who have been previously Christians and left the church. But God finds them and when they see truth, they're like a whole new person. It's a whole new Christian life. This is very exciting, guys. And be excited. Use, you know, use your opportunities today. Be a witness to the amazing things that God has done. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Hey, but we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Give it yes. to us. Yes. Okay, question three. According to Hebrews, why does God discipline his followers is it A, so that it might have the right to the tree of life? Is it B, so that they might be partakers of his holiness? Or is it C, to purge them as gold and silver? Or is it D, to be like Lawson? <laughs> no, no, I just... 0491064669. I'll quickly run through it again. According to Hebrews, why does God discipline his followers? Is it A, so they, that they might have right to the tree of life? Is it B, so that they might be partakers of his holiness? Or is it C, to purge him as gold and silver? Purge them as gold and silver. Give us a call that number and you can tell us A, B or C. 
That's right, and if you do, you go into the draw to win Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings, the amazing, expensive leather edition that we have here at the studio. Well, it's not here, but we know where it is, and we will send it to you. 0491-064-669. Well, right now, we have an interview that was actually recorded back at Big Camp with Kaz from Happy Hands, probably one of the most innovative children's ministries happening in Australia right now. Lyle is going to be talking to her all about the ministry and how it is going. And joining us in the studio this morning is Happy Kaz. Happy Kaz, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, you'd normally, of course, go by Caroline, but I like the nickname, the nickname Uh, Happy Kaz. Yes, I answer to both. I've had uh, quite a few young faces come up and say hi, so I like the name Happy Kaz. So Happy Kaz, (laughs) of course, uh, comes from, I I guess, what you do, which is uh, Happy Hands, which is a resource for children. We actually did an interview with you guys about three years ago, and so... I think there's probably a lot of people that have forgotten about it, a lot of people who didn't hear the interview back then. We need an update. We need to find out where Happy Hands is up to. So before we get into it, tell us uh, uh, where did this all begin, how long ago did it begin, and what what do you guys actually do? Well, uh, started. It, we've been running it for about 10 years now, and it started when uh, my husband and I found ourselves bankrupt and we really we had two young children and um, it was in that time that I just felt that there really needed to be something for families to feel connected with each other and support each other and I guess that's where Happy Hands was born and um, my children were very much involved in when we started uh, and it was just something that I just wanted to do to uh, bring families together and really enjoy some interactive time with their children uh, intentionally and without screens. Oh, absolutely. There's something that we really support here on Faith FM and that we talk about, you know, on a fairly regular basis is doing things with kids that don't involve screens. Mm. So you're going to get our 100% support on that here. <laughs> How old are your kids now? Oh, my kids are 16 and 13 now. I was going to say, they would have uh, grown up a little bit since you first started this project. They definitely have, and um, they've been very much involved from the very beginning, so I think it's just kind of runs through their veins now, which, you know. So they're still a part of the... They absolutely still? are, Oh, yes. wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, we actually have a brand new show coming out um, uh, just next month, uh, which is an interactive art online show. We have a brand new character, which is Artie Yozzy, and that's my 13-year-old son. Yes. Um, and with the production, the editing, everything that goes on behind the scenes is done by my 16-year-old. So we're very much doing it all together as a family. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> a family project. I love to see families working together. And uh, just, yeah, congratulations for doing a, a fantastic job. So with Happy Hands, you're producing, uh, you're, you're producing resources, but you've also been uh, affected by COVID like everybody else. So in the past, you would have had schools and churches that are using your resources. What did you do when COVID hit and those churches and schools all just shut down, just shut up shop. What happened there and how has that changed what you actually do with Happy Hands? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. I think, you know, for a little while there I was wondering what I might do, but I'm the type of person that can't do nothing. Um, and in that time we uh, launched a sister show called Happy Hearts. And oh, that cool. Was pretty much a kids online show. Okay, so let me just stop you there for a moment yes. when you talk about shows. Yes, all online. It's all online. Mm-hmm. So this is, we go to your website or we go to YouTube. Where do we go? 
There is a YouTube channel called Happy Hearts Show. Yes. And you'll find there all Bible interactive sensory activities, um, singing, and yeah, my son and I did that together. So my now 16-year-old, he was a part of that show, but now he's gone back behind the camera. But I guess, you know, during COVID, it was something that I thought, you know, everyone's stuck at home in lockdown. What can I do that's going to bring a little bit of happy happiness in people's homes uh, and I just you know it was a really big step for me to get outside my own comfort zone and just go live and, and do that uh, it's something that I hadn't done before but I think you know God's really blessed in that space and you know we've had a lot of families you know come back and say that it's just been yeah, amazing for them to have something to help them through that time and yeah I thank God for that opportunity. Okay so you've gone you've moved into the online space is this an area in which you are you going to stay with it is this is uh, something you to continue doing or is it going to be in addition to what you were doing before what's has it changed happy hands you yeah, look it definitely has i think it's just another layer that we we have um we can definitely see that there is a space there to have an online show because it you know people can come along to a a program at a church or a school but this this makes the reach a lot wider i guess for anybody to be able to join in the other thing that came throughout covid during lockdown too is we did start some watercolor online classes and we run them free every Wednesday for children. And we also run a, a mother's uh, chat chill paint on 7.30 on Thursday nights. And they're free as well. So is this a Zoom kind of thing? Or? That's a Zoom. That's yep. definitely a Zoom. Um, the other part of, of Happy Hands, I guess, is we've started another um, part of that called Happy Hands Family. And in this space, you know, we're wanting to create some groups where people feel um, supported in things like parenting, uh, raising teens, all those types of things. So our brand new website has some of those things now, but there'll be a lot of more yeah, development in coming weeks on some other things that we'll have there to support families. Now, the resources that you produced in the past, you know, those were being used by churches and schools, that kind of thing. Tell us a little bit about those resources. Sure. So, uh, you know, if you're wanting to run a, an outreach for your community, sometimes it can be, you know, quite overwhelming to have to come up with a program and, you know, resource all the crafts and everything. We take care of all of that. So we provide the program, we provide all the crafts and we provide uh, online support um, for myself with the teams and you know people can just then focus on uh, connecting with families and not worrying about all the headache of trying to come up with a program and, and resource themselves. Okay so if uh, if at my local church for instance I took it to the church and said look uh, I would School holidays are coming up. Let's run a, say, a week-long program for kids in the local community. You could come in and basically uh, resource that entire... Yes, I could. Week long, week long program. This is <laughs> sure. this is your bread and butter. This is what you do. It totally is. Yeah, I love it. If anyone you know comes up with, you know, asks me, can you come up with a craft for this? I'll be like, yes, I absolutely can. <laughs> love craft. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's um. Yeah, I've seen some amazing uh, uh, craft shows and whatnot around, and I think it's a really important thing to get kids involved in. Yeah, making stuff. I think the, one of the things that I've been really encouraged with the last few weeks is when we're running these um, online watercolour classes, a lot of the families are sharing their pictures with us, but it's not just the child doing the painting. We're seeing entire families around a dinner table joining in with the classes. And I think the thing about that is, um, you know, spending that intentional time as a family is... Um, you know, not seen as much, I guess, in the in the day and age that we live in today. So I think, you know, having that um, uh, time to put aside to actually spend that time together, it's just been amazing. Some of the, you know, grandparents and everybody together enjoying that time. 
Oh, we recently caught up at, uh, at at Big Camp where you had a booth, and I noticed there on your booth you had some kits, like watercolour kits, that kind of stuff. Is this like a starter kit, like you just sort of – I mean, I don't know anything about watercolours, so I'm just sort of – I'm stabbing in the dark here. I need to come and do one of your programs. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so we have a an online watercolour group. So we have a, um, a Facebook page so people can join there. And we uh, have, yeah, classes every week. We have some packs this week. I just thought that kid, there'll be kids out there that might like to do some watercolour painting this week, being a camp. Um, but there is a little video, a QR code on the back where they can click and there's a couple of videos on how to create some things. To explain actually how yes. it works and what yeah. to do with it because yes. I wouldn't know one end of a paintbrush from another. Well, you can just click on the QR code and you'll know all about it. Like a colour by numbers kind of thing. That's right. Yeah, see that's the kind of art that I can do. I can, I can colour by numbers. If you, can, if you can say do this, do that, do the other, then I can probably produce something. But apart from that, I'm going to be really struggling. Uh, I will throw something else out. There is a straw in there so you may be wondering what I would do with a straw in the pack but you have to click on the code and see. There's a straw. There is a straw in there with the watercolour pack. And you're not going to you're not going to tell us here on on, on air what the straw is used for. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, that's that, that's great. Okay, so um, when you talk about resourcing, you know, say for instance, churches or schools uh, and so forth, how many how many churches and schools do you actually interact with? So before COVID hit and everyone, we had to close down a lot of the sites, but um, when everything was running smooth, we had about 25 mm-hmm. um, through uh, Tasmania up to Toowoomba, up to yeah, New South Wales, Victoria. Yeah, so they're gradually starting to reopen in some of those spaces, obviously. Now, these Christian yeah. schools, private schools? Uh, just Adventist schools. Adventist schools, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but if other schools or other churches wanted to be involved... That, would that possibly be available as well? Um, we generally just do it in the Adventist school space mm-hmm. and, and churches. Yeah, so that's where you'll find us mostly. Yeah, fair enough. Now, with the um, – you talk about, you know, you, you, you're dealing with uh, about 25 different schools, I guess, you know, pre-COVID, and I guess all that will fire back up again at some particular point. Uh, when you talk about working with churches and resourcing churches, and I talked about, you know, what if I want to do something at my local church and, and – you know, run a week-long program, you're like, yep, that's that's our space, we'll jump right in there and get involved. Does Happy Hands come with staff? <laughs> uh, look, Happy Hands... Because, because I'm just sort of really daunted by this idea of like, <laughs> oh, where would I start? Maybe I can sub these guys in. Is that a possibility in some areas or not? Or do you just are you too full with what you're doing? I look, I think the whole the whole bane of existence for Happy Hands is all volunteer run. So I'm a volunteer myself. I have been for ten years. Um, I'm happy being a volunteer, and I think you know if there, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have a heart for families and children. That it's just have the program and the resource there that it's just it all just comes together okay so i don't need to be scared then no you definitely don't (laughs) i don't need to hire in mercenaries no you don't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fantastic okay so to find out more about happy hands where do we go uh you go to happyhandsart.com.au or you can contact me by email which is carolyn at happyhandsart.com.au okay so happyhandsart.com.au Yes. Dot com dot don't, forget That's the, don't forget the art bit on the end. Happyhandsart.com.au. Yes. Okay, there you go. You've heard all about it here on Faith FM. Uh, jump online, go to happyhandsart.com.au and you can get all the resources you want for your church, for your school or for whatever kind of program it is that you want to run uh, for children that will get them using their hands, creating something 
uh, and get them off screens. Off the screens, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.